Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Our Old Testament scripture today comes from Psalms, and I'm reading the 23rd Psalm, which is probably familiar to most of you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Amen. And our New Testament lesson today comes from John chapter 10, verses 7 through 18. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd, for this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father." The word of the God of God for the people of God. Be to God. 
Amen. Thank you, Kathy. And as Kathy said, Psalm 23 is very familiar to all of us, or to most of us. I don't want to assume anything. Um, and the title for the message this morning is Jesus, the Good Shepherd. But I want to go through and read Psalm 23, verses 1 through 3 again, and then a verse from John 10. Hear these words coming from the divine shepherd, David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. And coming from John chapter 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The word spoken by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, we come to you once more. Lord, not in our own strength, but God, that we might bring a word to your people and for your people. God, we just ask right now that someone may be touched this morning. Someone may be changed this morning. Someone may want to follow you a little closer this morning as your word is proclaimed. And now, God, we pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts will be acceptable in your sight, God. For, Lord, you're truly our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. And that the redeemed of the Lord say amen. 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 And one more time for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, the good shepherd. Amen. 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 So each year, our family looks forward to going to the Delaware State Fair. For those of you who've been to the State Fair, you know they've got some good food there. They've got, and it's lots of it. Everywhere you look, there is plenty of good food at that fair. Vendors come with all kinds of food from around the state. And I realize that we go there sometimes just to eat. You see, we don't, I don't get to eat like that all through the year. But every now and then, I got to get to that state fair for some of that good food. And, and if you're like me, when you go to the fair, you realize that calories don't count. Since my family grew up in the city and suburbs, we also enjoy going to see the farm and the petting zoo animals. Our grandchildren, they like to go feed those giraffes and see that long tongue come out and lap up whatever's in their hand. And so we spend a lot of time in the petting zoo, but also visiting the horses in the stables. See, the horses are my husband's favorite. We visit the cows, and we visit the chicken houses. And I remember up until a couple years ago, we could even hold the little baby chicks. But, you know, that, that's no longer happening, partially because of COVID and partially because of the way those baby chicks were handled. We always stop by the pig and sheep pens. And every time we go see those pigs, they're either eating or they're sleeping. And those well-manicured sheep, they're always walking and standing with their heads up. And we also get to see some of the sheep being sheared. A few years ago, I had an opportunity to visit the Holy Land. 
And since I went there, whenever I go to the fair, I sometimes look at the big difference between the sheep that roamed around in the Holy Land and those that are in those makeshift cages and pens at the state fair. When we visited Jericho, and I don't know if you know, but Jericho is known as the oldest city in the world, but also the lowest city in the world. And when we went there, we saw a lot of sheep. There were black sheep, white sheep, all colors, all combinations, just roaming and grazing openly in those fields. And then, although they were grazing openly, there were always a group of shepherds that were standing by watching them. And I contrast this to when we were riding through the country, through the mountains, and we saw shepherds with their flocks crossing across the mountains, but it was always one shepherd and a single flock of sheep. So watching the sheep and the shepherds in the mountains as we visited the Holy Land, it reminded me of Psalm 23. And it made Psalm 23 and the Gospel of John 10 really come to life. And as a sidebar, if you're interested in going to the Holy Land, Bishop Eastling is sponsoring a trip there in January 2024, and that information can be found on the Pendel Conference website. But since my visit to the Holy Land, I can really picture David as a shepherd. I can envision Jesus out there, the good shepherd, watching, protecting, and taking care of his flock and the sheep. For me, the metaphor for sheep conjures up images of tender, compassionate, loving, ever-present person who cares for and watches over and protects others. You see, I believe this is how God, our creator, wants us to understand just one of the attributes of God in Jesus Christ. God cares for and God cares about each and every one of us. The New Testament Greek word, poiomene, P-O-Y, poiomene, M-A-N-E, that's the word for shepherd. And it's the same word, the Greek word for pastor. So God calls pastors to be shepherds. God calls pastors to nurture, protect, and guide the flock whom God has placed in our care. And as pastors, we're called to be imitators of Christ and God as we care for God's sheep. Jesus says in the Gospel of John, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. As the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. The, the word good in this context, it's not merely talking about having goodness in a physical sense. It's more about being beautiful, noble, honorable, and worthy of praise. Christ's goodness is inherent in his nature. And so when we call Jesus good, it's the same as calling him God, the perfect one. He's the one who guides and supports his sheep. Jesus sacrificed his life for his sheep, and he gave his life for all, for everyone who might believe. Uh, we heard Kathy read this morning, no one takes my life, Jesus said. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up again. During biblical days, a sheep pen often held several flocks, with each flock having its own shepherd. 
When the time came to take his flock to its pasture, each shepherd would separate the sheep with his own unique call. So instead of driving them, he led them and they followed him as one unit because they knew his voice. And so as I thought about each shepherd having a unique call, I thought about one of our son-in-laws. You see, he has a unique handshake for each one of his children, the girls and the boys alike. But not only does he have a unique handshake for each individual one, he only has one unique call for his children. And so no matter where they go, whenever they hear their dad's special call, they look up and he gets their attention. I'm going to ask my husband if he knows to say that. What? Okay, he don't, he doesn't know. Ayo, that's what he says. Ayo, and his voice. And so because my husband knows it, it amazes me that when we're out in a group, whenever we want to get someone's attention, we do exactly that because everybody knows that call is that we want you to either come and gather together or we want to get your attention. Oh, Asbury family and friends, the same should be true of our relationship with God and Jesus Christ. We should know the voice of God. We should know God's voice and we should respond to his voice just like the grandchildren respond to their dad's voice. For knowing the shepherd's voice and being known by the shepherd and knowing the shepherd, that speaks to the intimacy of our relationship with Jesus. God created us and through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we're all children of God. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So because of that, we, every one of us, should know the voice of God. Oh, we're still living in a strange and foreign time. This is a strange time for all of us. People are still dealing with the stress of remaining safe and keeping healthy, especially if you're immunocompromised or if you live with someone who is, or you know someone, or you take care of someone that's immunocompromised. There are so many loud voices on all sides of the divide regarding when and where to wear masks again, regarding gun reform, abortion, environmental issues, and justice issues. We become so distracted with the cares and concerns of this world that we end up following the voices that have come to steal our peace. We follow the voices that want to kill our joy, we follow the voices that want to destroy our relationship with God and with others. And because of these loud and passionate voices in our ears, it's sometimes difficult to hear the shepherd's call because his call leads us back to safety. It leads us back to God. And it leads us back to the true message of Psalm 23. Many of you know that Psalm 23 is often used in the context of death and funeral. And I got to tell you this, my mom has planned out her service and she said to us, do not use Psalm 23 in my service. She said, because everybody used it. And I know there are more Psalms, uh, there are more scripture in the Old Testament that can be used. And so do not use Psalm 23. So we know that. And she's 93. And and so she's already laid down that law. You see, I believe that if we pay close attention to what the psalmist wrote, 
we can come to understand that Psalm 23 is truly about life. And so if you're listening, can you say amen? amen? Praise the Lord. Psalm 23 speaks about what the good shepherd does for us and how he guides us, protects us, how the good shepherd is near to us, and he pursues us all the days of our life. If we're careful, and if we read this psalm, you might notice there's a shift in the language that happens in verse 4. You see, in verse 4, David goes from speaking about God in the third person to speaking to God in the second person. Because he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This psalm's language and imagery are most fitting for this season after Easter when the church and the people of God are striving to discern how we're to live in the light of Christ's resurrection. It's most fitting for, how, for us now as we live out our faith and as we deal with the COVID-19 variants. Yes, they're still coming. There are other viruses and stomach bugs out here. The mass shootings are overwhelming. There's injustices and addictions and the proper stewardship of our earth and the, all its creation and the environment. We've got to take care of it. You see, Psalms 23, Psalm 23 is about more than death. It's about hearing the voice of the shepherd whose voice we know and following the good shepherd in the midst of the shouts and the screams and protests in the midst of the loud voices that are calling us to return to a normal life. They're talking about a normal life before the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, You know, that life will never, never be reclaimed. Psalm 23 is about more than death. It's about how we're to live in relationship with God and draw nearer to God so God can lead us. Psalm 23 is about more than death. It's about hearing God's voice so we can place our full life in the care of God. John wrote in the gospel lesson that, we, that was read earlier by Kathy, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and have it to the fullest. Psalm 23 is about more than life. It's about God leading you so you can find peace. When you, your loved ones, or friends are fearful of the future and situations that are robbing you of your sleep and of your joy. Psalm 23 is about more than death. It is about turning our hearts and our ears to God so we can find safety. We can find care, compassion, and provision. Psalm 23 is about more than death. It is about leading us through dangers, seen and unseen. Asbury family and friends, when we follow Jesus, the good shepherd, we experience hope, we experience joy, peace, and contentment. Why? Because we trust and we believe the words that Jesus said in John 14. He said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives it. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And so this morning, I want to implore you to pray for divine direction, protection, and guidance, not only when you face a crisis, but each and every day of your life. 
And so what I want to do now is offer you three places in Psalm 23 that affirms the good shepherd leads us when we hear his voice, know his voice, and follow after his voice with childlike faith, obedience, and humility. The first was he leads us to green pastures. In the Holy Land, pastures were lush and they were green, especially after rainy season. So you know what? We can have some nice little grass, right? <laughs> the way it's going to be raining over these next few days, the grass won't be brown. It'll be green. So you know what? There'll be some lush green grass out there. But, but there were no fences. The land was rough. It was dangerous. And it was filled with wild animals and snakes. The helpless sheep needed constant oversight. They primarily needed food, grass, water, rest, and a shepherd to lead them. Every day, our good shepherd can lead us to green pastures when we look to him and feed daily on the word of God. Matthew 6 tells us, your father knows the things you need, uh, the things you have need of before you ask him. Therefore, Pray, pray, and then Jesus prays what we know as the Lord's Prayer. When we feed and meditate on God's word, our needs are met, and we lack nothing that's necessary for life or for salvation. Secondly, as he leads us beside still waters, sheep do not lie down when they are hungry, and they won't drink from fast-flowing streams. Sometimes the shepherd must temporarily dam up the stream so the sheep can quench their thirst. When we seek God, God leads us beside those still waters. God takes us to those quiet places. God takes us to those places where we can find rest for our weary souls. God takes us to those places where we can find peace for our troubled mind. God takes us to those places where we can sometimes just sit down and take a nap and rest. Somebody, somebody sent me an email saying they, they couldn't get to me because they took a nap. I was like, okay, don't feel guilty about that. You know, we are, we're supposed to rest. The psalmist wrote in, in the 62nd Psalm, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Asbury family and friends, I want to implore you to be still. And know that God is God. And let God lead you through whatever you might be going through. And third, he leads us in paths of righteousness. In this context, the word path means well-worn paths or ruts. When sheep start to explore an exciting new path, it can lead to trouble. And so God's shepherds are, are as, as, and as God's sheep, we're warned not to stray too far from home. Never to stray away from God. For Hebrew, the Hebrew writer wrote, do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. And you know, since the pandemic, God's word is flowing forth on many streaming devices, right? You can, you, if you wanted to listen to that word, you could spend every waking moment now listening to somebody's sermon or worship service. There's so many pastors out here now proclaiming the word of God. And, and, and I praise God because I do like to listen to other people's services and messages that are being streamed. I really, and I learn from them. But we have to be careful. We should not let somebody else lead us astray. And so we have to take care in who we listen to and what we listen to. 
Peter wrote, but false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive opinions. So when you listen to others, I want to implore you to make sure they're following after God and preaching the word of God. Finally, I want you to hear this. It comes from FamilyTimes.com, and it's titled, The Lord is My Shepherd, by Lou Nichols. And it goes, a Sunday school teacher decided to have her young class memorize one of the most quoted passages in the Bible, Psalm 23. She gave the, the youngsters a month to learn the chapter. Little Ricky was excited about the task, but he just couldn't remember the psalm. After much practice, he could barely get through the first line. On the day that the kids were scheduled to recite Psalm 23 in front of the congregation, little Ricky was very nervous. When it was his turn, he stepped up to the mic and proudly said, The Lord is my shepherd, and that's all I need to know. Uh oh, oh, Asbury family and friends, if that's all you remember, the Lord is your shepherd. You don't need to know anything else, but remember, he does lead you beside still waters. He leads you to green pastures, and he leads you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, the Lord is my shepherd. That's all I need to know, because God's grace, God's goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? Amen, amen, amen.